0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the American Shoreline podcast. This is Peter Ravella, co-host of the show. And this is Tyler Buckingham, the other co-host. You know, Tyler, local governments all around the American shoreline are contending with rising sea levels, uh, eroding shorelines. And that's especially true in the beach communities all around the American coast. Uh, and today, we have the pleasure of speaking to the mayor of a town in New Jersey, North Wildwood, which is located in Cape May County. Uh, The mayor is at the front lines of an effort to try to protect upland property, public and private infrastructure in North Wildwood. Uh, Conditions have not been good recently. And uh, unfortunately, the efforts by the local government and the mayor have led to a dispute with uh, the State Department of Environmental Protection And going into court now, uh, trying to decide how best to manage this shoreline. Uh, So it's an important topic for local government decision makers all around the country. It's indicative of, I think, the tensions that arise uh, for local government officials who are facing down uh, rising seas and eroding beaches. Uh, It's going to be a cool show, Tyler.
1: I agree, Peter. Uh, This is quite nearly a local control podcast, Peter, and I feel lucky to... Uh, be able to come along with you it is often said that all politics is local and i would say that that is true on the american shoreline i mean when you really get down to it uh, that's why we call it the american shoreline podcast network that's where the people are and that's where the politics is and uh, peter we've got a great guest today to walk us through the local political situation in north wildwood new jersey we do. Joining
0: us today on the American Shoreline Podcast is the mayor of North Wildwood, New Jersey, Patrick Rosanello. Uh, and uh, we are going to get the frontline account from the mayor today, Tyler. That's right. But let's first have a word from our sponsors. The American Shoreline Podcast Network and Coastal News Today are brought to you by Geodynamics, an NV5 company, specializing in providing accurate surveys of complex coastal environments worldwide. Driven by marine geology, coastal science, and remote sensing, our researchers use the latest technology to provide meticulous data products to support our clients and answer their toughest questions. Geodynamics carefully designs and executes a variety of hydrographic, geophysical, sub-bottom, and near-shore surveys using our fleet of customized vessels and sensor configuration. You can find us at nv5geospatial.com. Geodynamics, delivering solutions, improving lives. Be sure to subscribe to the Coastal News Today Daily Blast newsletter for our latest updates from around the American shoreline. Like what you're hearing and want to support the network? Sponsorship packages are now available. Go to coastalnewstoday.com slash advertising to learn more. Well, Mayor Rosanello, thank you very much for taking time to join us on the American Shoreline podcast and uh, share your insight and experience uh, as a beachfront mayor in the great state of New Jersey. Thanks for thanks for joining us.
2: It's uh, really great to be here. I couldn't turn down an invitation from a show called The American Shoreline, since that's literally what I live every single day. So happy to be here.
1: Well, it is great to have you, Mayor. Would you do us the pleasure of introducing our audience to you and to the community that you represent as Mayor North Wildwood, New Jersey?
2: Sure. Um, I was actually born um, outside of Philadelphia. What a lot of people, if you're not from the immediate uh, mid-Atlantic, don't realize is that New Jersey has two very distinct areas the Southern half of New Jersey is much more closely aligned with Philadelphia. So that's where a lot of our second homeowners, our vacationers come from. We are Eagles fans here in uh, Southern New Jersey, unlike our, our uh, fellow state folks from up in the North who tend to uh, you know, gravitate towards the New York metropolitan area. So I was actually born outside of Philadelphia and Bucks County moved to North Wildwood in 1977 when I was four years old. So if you do the math, I actually just turned 50 years old. Uh, went to grade school, high school here in North Walwood. I uh, was lucky enough to go to college in Washington, D.C. Went to the Catholic University of America and actually worked on Capitol Hill for a couple of years after I graduated from college. Uh, returned back uh, here to North Wildwood, um, kept working a little bit in some state government, county government, local government. I kind of did a government career in reverse. I started at the federal level and <laughs> worked my way all the way down to the local level. Um, but in the meantime, I also opened some businesses here along the Jersey Shore. And so now uh, my wife and I have three boys. Um, they are 19, 17, and 15. So I've been really fortunate to uh, have a couple successful businesses here along the Jersey shore. And I am just starting my 10th year as mayor of North Wildwood. And before that, I was actually city council president for 10 years. So I've been really deeply involved in the city of North Wildwood now for 20 years. Wow. And North Wildwood itself is at the very southern tip of New Jersey, the only um, area further south of us is Cape May, which is the very peninsula of New Jersey. And so we are a barrier island. When you come off of the Garden State Parkway, sometimes it's actually quite uh, impressive. You, You come off the Garden State Parkway, which is in the tree line, and you break the tree line, and there's a causeway, which is about two and a half miles long out across the salt marsh. And at the very end of that two and a half mile causeway uh, is the barrier island known as the Wildwoods, which is arguably one of the top. Well, not arguably. It it is the top tourist attraction at the Jersey Shore. Um, Over nine million annual visitors come to the Wildwoods and the Wildwoods are actually broken up into uh, four five, what is it? One, two, three, five different municipalities on the same island. And North Wildwood is the very northern end of the island. So we face directly northeast, which if you you know you know a little bit about New Jersey uh, storms, that's not the best place to be. So when those low pressure nor'easters roll up the eastern seaboard, uh, we are taking the brunt of it. We, you know, we get that direct northeast flow wind, waves, and so our shoreline is quite literally the tip of the spear when it comes to uh, protecting the shoreline resiliency. Um, we are, you know, we're we're right here on the front line, uh, which is great, which is beautiful. I love being here. Um, But if you have not lived through a mid-Atlantic nor'easter standing (laughs) facing nor'east on a seawall, you you may not have completely lived yet.
0: And it's an amazing town, as you said, uh, one of the highly visited beaches in New Jersey, 9 million visitors a year, a town of somewhere around 5,800 people, I understand, Mayor?
2: Year-round, yes, that's all we have, but that obviously, it it, uh, it it expands dramatically in the summer season.
0: Explodes in the summer, uh, characteristic of a lot of uh, tourism beach communities around the United States. It puts a lot of pressure on local government officials to manage a city with about 6,000 people, but in the summer, 30, 40, 50 higher uh, populations really is a challenge. Uh, and Mayor, I Uh, The circumstances that you are in now seem to originate back in Superstorm Sandy back in 2012. Uh, That incredible storm affected the New Jersey, New York shoreline tremendously. There was massive federal investment uh, in a variety of different places to restore the shoreline, beach nourishment projects, structures, all kinds of activity was triggered by Superstorm Sandy. And as I understand it, Mayor, at the time... Uh, the Congress of the United States and the Corps of Engineers actually proposed and moved forward with a strategy to institute a federal shore protection project in your community and the, and the adjoining towns as well. Can you talk to, to us about that history and the plans that were made to uh, maintain this highly popular shoreline?
2: Sure. So actually, in in 2013, uh, under then-Governor Christie, Chris Christie and the federal government, They actually put a plan in place to fortify the entire New Jersey shore. The the New Jersey shoreline from the tip of Cape May uh, all the way up to basically where you can see the Statue of Liberty is 127 miles of beaches along the Jersey shore. And so this plan that was, I believe it was $80 billion was allocated by the federal government uh, with with matching money from the state was to fortify the entire New Jersey shoreline. Um, which they have done except for about the seven miles that make up the Wildwoods. Um, The DEP actually put out a report last year, and they put out a map showing all the different projects they've done. And unfortunately, there was this bright red thumb at the bottom of the state that they have not done a shore protection project for yet, and that was the Wildwoods. Why did that happen? So there's really, there's a variety, there's a variety of reasons. Um, Shore protection in, in New Jersey goes back, you know, there was a a massive March storm of 1962, which is when the state and local governments really started to do fortification along the Jersey shore. About a decade, decade and a half later into the mid 1970s is when the state of New Jersey did their first hydraulic beach fill. Um, I'm, I'm not a, a hydraulic historian. However, my understanding is that North Miami was like the very first hydraulic beach fill in the United States back in the 1970s. And very soon thereafter, New Jersey started doing hydraulic beach fills. And when I say a hydraulic beach fill, of course, that's a barge offshore pumping a liquid slurry up onto the beach. The water sort of runs back into the ocean. The sand, because it's in a liquid format, sort of creates this very nice, uh, natural slope into the ocean, and the state of New Jersey has been using that process now for going on fifty years. Um, and like any good government agency, <laughs> when something is working, they try to change it. Um, and so uh, the NJDEP and I do want to I do want to have a little side note here. I'm gonna say things about the NJDEP. And when I'm mentioning the NJDEP, I'm really talking about the leadership of the NJDEP. I have uh, the,
0: For the listeners, Mayor, let me, uh, the New Jersey Department of Environmental Protection, which is the state agency that is the local non-federal sponsor of a lot of these uh, shoreline management projects. Mayor, keep going.
2: That's correct. So I've, I've worked with dozens of people from the NJDEP over my 20 years and the vast, vast majority of them are really great, hardworking people. Um, you know, the fish and wildlife people, the coastal engineer folks. I mean, these people are dedicated to their job. They're dedicated to the state. And when I am critiquing the NJDEP, my critiques really are aimed at the commissioners and deputy commissioners that's really who are the policy folks, right, at the NJDEP. And they're the people that we've had our our problems with. It, it's it's not the rank and file who are out there. And again, I've had a great relationship with a lot of the rank and file. It's the policymakers. It's the commissioners, the deputy commissioners. Um, they're the folks who I am critiquing when I critique the NJDEP. So I I, I did want to put that out there. So thank you. 10 years ago, um, this federal, you know, this, this money is coming into play. They have done the same type of beach nourishment in New Jersey for going on 50 years. And there was a policy decision made at the NJDEP that they were going to attempt a new mechanism of shore protection for the state of New Jersey. Well, I shouldn't say that they were going to, they were going to try a new mechanism for the wildwoods. Um, And I I could go into the details of that, but essentially what they were proposing was that instead of having an offshore dredge pump a slurry onto the beach, they were going to go on to the beach itself and where, you know, one town may have had an excess of sand and another not enough sand, they were going to try to shave the beach down essentially and moving sand laterally up and down the beach where it was needed. Now, if you can imagine five separate municipalities sharing an island and the state coming in and saying, hey, we're going to start taking sand off of your beach (laughs) and moving it to this beach. And then if you need it a couple of years down the road, I guess we'll move it back. And in the midst of that, you also have private property owners uh, along that seven mile beach, right? So you've got uh, five, five municipalities plus about 20 private property owners own pieces of the beach that the state decided that they were going to try this sand sharing uh, experiment on. Well, unfortunately, they have now spent 10 years just on the acqu- acquiring of easements to conduct this project, and they have two easements in 10 years. Uh, The city of North Wildwood signed off and the city, uh, the borough of Wildwood Crest, which is down to the south, signed off. Uh, The other three towns have not signed off and probably two dozen private property owners have not signed off. So we saw this happening five, six, seven years ago, you know, three years into the project. They weren't getting these easements. And we said, hey, you got to look at a plan B here. There has to be an alternative plan. You know, let's go back to what has worked you know, for fifty years in New Jersey, which is an offshore dredge. And the the policymakers at the NJDEP just pun intended, just stuck their head in the sand and said, No, you know, we've decided that this is the this is the future and we're gonna stick with our, you know, with our our new plan here. And their plan has been an abject failure. As we sit here ten years later. Uh, they are no closer to even getting the legal part of this accomplished than they were 10 years ago, let alone the engineering, which is completely unproven. So that has really just been a, a, a disaster when they tried to, you know, this novel approach to shore protection has been an absolute disaster. Unfortunately, you know, I'm in government, so I, can, I guess I can say this, you know, government doesn't admit mistakes very frequently or very, very readily. And so instead of admitting that they'd made a mistake and that, you know, they really should take another look at this, they have just been absolutely um, stubborn in their refusal to admit that this that their proposed project just has no chance of success. And unfortunately, the Wildwoods, and in particular North Wildwood, we are now bearing the, the brunt of their poor decision-making.
1: Thank you for walking us through that history. And I think it's, it's a very interesting cascade of events. And, you know, right at, I would say, the epicenter is uh, the now 10-year-old event of Superstorm Sandy, which I can still picture that jet skier going through Manhattan in my mind. Uh, that, that's incredible. That's been 10 years. Very important federal response uh, in coastal management peter, we've we've heard as long as we've been doing this show about the research, about the projects, about the techniques uh, that have been developed in the wake of Superstorm Sandy and all of the investment that was made. Uh, and Mayor,, uh, it sounds like from your perspective, in your community, uh, you're feeling like you have not gotten a benefit. And I would be I would like to hear a little bit about kind of the, the social psyche of your of your voters of your community. Um, obviously, Superstorm Sandy was a traumatic uh, event, huge cost in terms of property damage, uh, dam- loss of life, etc. And then you got hit again recently. But you know, how are how do your voters conceptualize the the risks of coastal erosion? generally, and then post-Sandy, and then now? I mean, are 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 they ready to to fight this out and, and spend their tax dollars in the courts?
2: So we've already been spending a lot of tax dollars. And that's something that I had to explain to the residents and property owners, geez, going back almost 10 years when I first became mayor. So because the state, because we are the only municipality in the state of New Jersey that has a need for shore protection, and we are not getting it we are not part of the state federal project. I mean, we're part of the project, but we're not getting an actual project. The city has had to assume the role of the primary shore protection sponsor, quite frankly. I mean, we don't have any federal partner, quite frankly, nor do we have a state partner. So we have undertaken the role unilaterally, which again, we're the only municipality in the state of New Jersey who is is doing this. And so we have had to figure out what is the most economical and durable shore protection that we can that we can implement. And we basically had a two-pronged approach. We did what was called backpassing, which was similar to what the the, the state was proposing to do 10 years ago, which was taking sand from the neighboring towns and, and moving it, moving it into our town. Um, we, we did it just with trucks. So for eight springs in a row, we would, we would hire contractors, huge earth-moving equipment that go down, luckily our neighboring town to the south, the city of Wildwood proper, was very gracious in allowing us to borrow sand from them. And we would truck sand up into our beaches where it was most needed. Now that project, I think the first time we did it, we moved about under 100,000 cubic yards of sand. Last year, we got to the point where we moved almost three hundred and seventy-five thousand cubic yards wow. of sand, which the engineer tells me is huge. Yeah, for a truck <laughs> for a truck haul project, that's gigantic. It was, it, was, it was absolutely monumental. Yeah. Over those eight years, however, we also. We 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 on we our engineers, I say we, I mean our engineers, our coastal engineers, you know, we're very lucky that we have Stockton Coastal Research has worked with us, other coastal engineers. We basically learned the hard way that there is a huge difference between trucking and placing dry sand onto a tidal beach and placing slurry sand onto a tidal beach like you get from a hydraulic dredge. Hmm um the hydraulic dredge as i said i think the i think the ratio is like 70 30 water to sand when it's pumping through the big pipes right and so that um that uh that slurry basically almost self self levels itself you know it, it takes the form of the slope of the beach and it, and it goes into the surf zone and it also compacts um very well and um you don't get that with Uh, dry, a dry sand replenishment.
0: So in this period, after the federal project was announced and discussed, uh, the town has been operating essentially on its own as the efforts to implement the state strategy, one that you don't like, which is the redistribution of sand along the shoreline from one town to the other, for reasons that's understandable to me just on the surface. Uh, And in, in that Breach. Essentially, the town has stepped in and is moving. As I understand it, Mary, you guys have invested something like twenty million dollars over the last decade in trying to maintain the shoreline and the beach in in uh, North Wildwood.
2: Yeah, actually, we've invested over thirty million dollars. Oh. Fortunately, um, FEMA. Uh, so, some of the some of those projects have been after. Um, Disaster declarations so that FEMA has reimbursed us for about 10 million. So we have actually spent about 32 million dollars, got reimbursed about eleven million dollars, but it has still cost us twenty-one million dollars of local property taxes to to do that project. Now, this is kind con- this is where we get into the real conflict with the NJDP. Mm-hmm. We recognize that we could only do so much with sand backpassing. I mean, right now we have a need for about 1.2 million cubic yards to bring our beach and dune system back to what we call the Army Corps profile. That is the the profile that the Army Corps and the NJDEP have set for Jersey Shore beaches. Like a 16
0: foot dune, it is, but, uh, a, a beach width, a big beach berm, and it's a pretty substantial project that federal design.
2: Yeah, so that federal design would, would again—it's one point two million cubic yards. Physically impossible to do it with trucks yeah. in a time. You, you don't have the you don't have the truck capacity. You don't. It's just it's physically impossible to to do it. Um, so in the meantime, we had such severe erosion that we um, notified the state that listen. We, we can't move this sand fast enough in some spots. We are going to start installing bulkheading, steel bulkheading, as an absolute last resort um, where the erosion had reached city infrastructure. And incredibly to me, even though the history as we just discussed and our efforts and the lack of effort by the NJDEP, the NJDEP has fought us tooth and nail on these bulkheads. Um, I have pictures and videos of storm waves crashing into these bulkheads. And immediately behind the bulkhead are city streets, under which are gas lines, electric lines, sewer lines, you know, 100 feet beyond that are houses and hotels. And incredibly, the NJDEP has fought us on the installation of these bulkheads, which ultimately is what led us to court.
0: Okay. I, th- there's a couple of things I'd like to clear up because I'm a little bit confused when I looked at the, and I, Mayor, there is a federal project called the uh, Hereford Inlet to Cape May Inlet, New Jersey federal project, a 28,000 feet proposed project, 1.53 million cubic yards, uh, 64 acres of dune. Is that project, does that include your town? Are you included within that federal project concept? Yes, that is the- That's the the one we're talking
2: about? Yeah. That's the federal project that the NJDEP is the non-federal sponsor that they have spent 10 years trying to get easements for.
0: Okay. And that's the $21.6 million initial project estimate. It's probably higher now. That was a 2014 estimate, I believe. Uh, So we've got, what we have is a stalled federal project uh, here and a town that's forced into self-help essentially uh, with, as you say, FEMA dollars, disaster funding helping out, but you guys have put 20, $21 million down on the table uh, to try to keep the beach in good shape. Um, it's a town that has armored beachfronts already. You have a uh, uh, seawall in parts of North Wildwood. I understand there's also steel sheet pile bulkheading installed in certain parts of the city. Uh, why do you think that the state of New Jersey, I mean, armoring beaches is... You know, boy, it's controversial everywhere in America. Uh, but why do you think they're taking a hard line, given the history of armoring in the city? What's what's what what explains that? in from your perspective as mayor,
2: I mean, my perspective is I will admit, um, probably shaded. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's hard, though, to 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 not look at sort of. Um, the, the bureaucratic embarrassment of this whole situation hmm. um, you know we are uh, when, us installing steel bulkhead is just absolute proof positive to the world that the NJDEP has not done their job I see. Um, and you know instead of admitting their culpability, you know instead of working with the city, they literally just have their head buried in the sand. I mean, as recently as December, I got a letter from the commissioner, of the DEP, stating that no, we have this federal project and we're working on it. And once these easements, once these easements are in place, it's, it's only going to be two years after the easements are in place that you'll get your project. Well, come on, man, you've been working on these easements for ten years. Yeah. And, and so, what, what are you talking about? It's it's almost it is it is bureaucratic. Um, paralysis beyond anything I've ever seen. And and, and again, I'm not saying that lightly. I I worked on Capitol Hill. (laughs) Um, I worked in Trenton. I worked for county government, state government. And um, the leadership at the NJDEP, they're just quite frankly, I mean, they're just not prepared to really do what is required well, Mayor, me. let
0: me let me ask obviously a breakdown on the working relationship here between North Wildwood, the state of New Jersey, and perhaps even the core and the feds in this thing, trying to get these big federal projects off the ground is not easy. But in December, the DEP I think the town basically put its foot down and said, Listen, we're gonna start taking some action on this beach because it's getting pretty dicey down here. And we are, the state was not going to give you guys a permit for certain activities you wanted to do, including the uh, sheep pop book ad. Um, and the town just made clear, look, the it, 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 it game's up. We got to act, uh, which resulted in the state filing a lawsuit against the town in December. Uh, were you surprised by the lawsuit? And tell us what you think uh, motivated them to, to basically play hardball with y'all.
2: I don't think I was surprised only because after all these years of understanding the mentality of the, of the people at the head of NJDEP, um, you know, they have, they don't have an answer to the question as to why haven't you done shore protection in North Walwood? So they have tried to basically throw up a smoke screen for years. This goes back a couple of years. They first started issuing notices of violation in like twenty. Twenty, I think it was. So this is over a couple of years, where as we have become more vocal about, guys, we we can't keep going down this road. You know, we can't keep spending millions of dollars a year on these little stopgap measures while you're sitting on tens of millions of dollars of federal funding and not doing your job. And so I think the criticism from, and not just myself, but primarily me, um, you know, started to wear on them. Quite frankly, now, interestingly, you mentioned the Army Corps. We have now, through our federal legislators, um, formally asked the Army Corps to uh, take us out of that project you referenced. Make us the non fed us, meaning the city of North Wall, with the non-federal sponsor. Wow! Uh, the Army Corps is coming here on third. They're coming here in uh, in the month of January to um, with uh, some of the top people from the North Atlantic Division to look at the situation. And we're, we're pushing hard to become the non-federal sponsor, which would be groundbreaking. We would be the, would be the first time in, in state history that shore protection was done with the state not being the non-federal sponsor. Um, and the Army Corps is open to the discussion. So I'm not saying it's a done deal, but if they're open to the discussion because, quite frankly, I don't think they're very happy with the fact that this project has sat there for 10 years and it hasn't moved past the movement issue. Are you, uh,
0: there's a hearing in court, I believe on the 17th coming up, uh, about a week from the time that this recording is being made, uh, in the lawsuit from the DEP against the town of North Wildwood. Uh, but the town has also countersued the DEP for $21 million, uh, which reflects, I assume, that the cost of investment that you have made in this hiatus period, this ten-plus years of local investment to maintain the project, uh, as I as reported in the paper, Mayor, um, your position is is that the feds have a legal at uh, the state and the federal government have a legal and a moral obligation to take on this beach replenishment project and get it done. Uh, their failure has prompted your countersuit. Uh, I'm just curious, uh, take us inside the room when when you and your city council members decided to file suit against the state of New Jersey and the DEP on this. uh, What was that discussion like? And was it a unanimous
2: decision? It was a unanimous decision. I don't know that we would have made that decision had the state not, you know, so if you go back to, you mentioned the state suing the city. You gotta understand the circumstances of that lawsuit and how out out I guess outrageous it's without. unusual. <laughs> well, I think it's beyond unusual. So the specifics of that lawsuit are this. We we have a, a section of the of the beachfront where there is the a remnant of a dune is left. Now understand we have rebuilt this dune every year for the last seven or eight years. Um, we actually rebuilt this dune to Army Corps specifications twice in the spring of 2022. We built it once, a storm came along, the Mother's Day storm came along and pretty much wiped it out. We built it again. That door, that That dune is virtually gone, right? So we were looking at coming into the winter season, um, because of erosion, we physically cannot truck sand anymore because we have these amusement piers that we used to be able to drive around. Right. We can't do that anymore, right? So we physically have no alternative now to move sand onto our beach. Um, we uh, applied to the NJDEP for an emergency authorization to construct the bulkhead to protect our town. And the NJDEP... Um, not only rejected the emergency authorization, which in and of itself was unprecedented. None of the experts we talked to have ever, have ever seen the NJDEP reject an emergency authorization. They actually asked a superior court judge to place an order against North Wildwood, preventing us from taking any protective measures, regardless of what was to come this winter. So a massive winter storm, the dunes gone, oceans in our town, the DEP's Request to the judge was, Your Honor, place a judicial order on them, restricting them from doing any work to protect their town. It was so far beyond pale and so far out of the realm of what the NJDEP should be doing that it really changed the whole tone of the of the conversation. Not and quite frankly, not just legally, um, in the public, uh, the media coverage has been astronomical on this issue because it is so. I think quite frankly, people are recognizing that it's it's so out of out of the norm the, the actions that they took. Now, luckily, the judge, they had actually asked for a temporary restraining order, which was an immediate judicial decree against the city of North Walwood. Luckily, the the judge just dismissed that without even giving them a hearing. Um, so now we're sort of at the next at the next hearing. Quite frankly, I feel much more comfortable dealing with a superior court judge than I do dealing with the uh, the policymakers at NJDEP.
0: Um, I mean, isn't the town being provocative here, though, in announcing if essentially that with or without a permit, we intend to move forward to take this p- protective measure? And I'm not arguing about whether that is a necessity or not. I'm just saying that. When you confront these regulatory interests uh, in a way that says, "Hey, listen, uh, we, we, we know we're, you're not giving us this permit, but damn it, we're going to do what we, we think it needed to be done. I mean, you're provoking a fight, aren't you? I mean, isn't that sort of deliberate? did you expect it seems to me that you gave them no choice. Uh, I'm not saying it's yeah. uh, questionable, but I, I, it's a provocative act.
2: It's a fair question. So I think if we had taken that position ten years ago, it would have been provocative. But after 10 years of their failure to do their job, to expend federal money that was specifically put in place to help towns just like North Wildwood, right? I mean, if you go back, the federal government, the state government 10 years ago allocated billions of dollars specifically to help towns like North Wildwood to be resilient. And this one particular state agency, has been the roadblock against that federal and state policy being implemented. Um, So I think the city was left with absolutely no choice, right? I mean, if you think about the, the choices here, okay, we follow the NJDEP dictate, which is basically to let sections of our town wash into the Atlantic Ocean, or you defy them and take your chance in front of a judge. It's really not even a choice as a local elected official, right? I mean, you're going to go in front of a judge and you're going to have your day in court. And an unbiased and an unbiased judge is going to make the decision. You, you know, when you have the agency that caused the problem trying to regulate your fix of the problem they created, it's an it's in my mind, it's a conflict of interest. I mean, you know, this is a problem of their making that they don't like how we are trying to correct. Well, you know, do your job then and we wouldn't be here. So provocative, maybe, based on 10 years of failure by the NJDEP.
1: Well, and you know, management, managing uh, the the American shoreline is, is really no easy task, no matter where you are. But I am looking at a satellite image of North Wildwood with Wildwood uh, just to the south of it. Uh, and Mayor, one of the things that's really striking about uh, this satellite imagery is that it appears that Wildwood uh, is further away from the ocean than North Wildwood. Uh, these are two cities that are basically conjoined. Uh, there is a uh, legal jurisdictional boundary between the two of them, but in terms of the development, it looks fairly uh, intact and and contiguous between these two. Municipalities. Yet your city seems to be two blocks more seaward than North Wildwood. Um, wh- why? Why is that? I mean, I imagine it could go back to the historical profile of the shoreline, but it does seem like uh, your city is just in much more risk because of its proximity to the ocean.
2: Yeah, you're absolutely right. So a lot of a lot of the barrier islands along New Jersey. Um, are not necessary. They don't, you know, they don't face north and south. You know, they they kind of they're on this axis of some are northeast to southeast. Others are almost due east to west, like Atlantic City, for instance, is is much more east. And so, the way our island is configured, uh, the the northern, you know, we are we are n- the top part of the island is facing northeast, east, and it kind of it tapers back to a um, a southwest angle, so we are sticking out into the Atlantic Ocean further than our neighbors to the to the south, um, and we absolutely and if you look to our north, the next island up, which is Stone Harbor and Avalon, um, they are dramatically further inland than we are, and so we absolutely stick out into the Atlantic Ocean. We face almost directly northeast. So these coastal low pressure systems, these nor'easters as they're called when they come up the coast, uh, we we bear the brunt of them, um, and which is one of the reasons why we are very fortunate that we do have a hard scaped seawall. If you zoom in on that satellite picture, there's about a two mile seawall that faces directly northeast made out of uh, huge boulders and a concrete cap and a, and a bulkhead underneath. Um, but yes, our geography definitely leaves us exposed
1: and I, I just you know I, I've got to say uh, what is your I mean what it looks like to me mayor and I'm I'm looking at this uh, satellite image and I'm just trying to fast forward in my mind and I know this is not your job you have you have a term and you know at some point you won't be the mayor anymore but if I were to fast forward 20 years or so uh, I knowing what I know talking to coastal experts from all over the place you know uh, we're going to be dealing with sea level rise we're going to be dealing with increased storm intensity uh, particularly w- your municipality will be faced with these issues and uh, it, what what is your vision for the future let's say you were king of the universe and and money wasn't an option and you could snap your fingers and have the the coastline of your dreams would it be armored or would it be sandy what would it what would it look like it would be
2: so let me give you a little a little background so i mentioned uh, you know we moved here in 1977 i was four or five years old and I w- we were fortunate enough to grow up right across the street from the hereford inlet lighthouse which is a lighthouse at the very northeast tip of the island it was the first structure on the entire island built in 1874 a little commercial still there today maintained by the city open for uh, public tours Growing up, I distinctly remember storms when the ocean was just coming over. There, there was no seawall there at the time. Ocean just, you know, waves crashing across the street from our house and the run-up hitting our front steps. Um, the seawall was com- completed in bits and pieces, but, but ultimately it was finally finished in, in 2006. And um, the ocean has never crested that seawall. Not even close, even during Sandy, the ocean did not, did not crest that seawall. And so if I had a a magic wand, I would build that hardscape seawall around the entire island and where you can uh, put dunes and and beach over it, you know, where, where dunes and beach would maintain Um, and where you can't, you leave it as a seawall.
0: Mayor, as I understand it, the dispute that is currently underway regarding the sheet pile bulkhead, a steel sheet pile bulkhead, I believe the materials have been ordered, delivered to the town at this point. The plan is for 400 feet of additional sheet pile bulkheading. Uh, Can you tell us about the proposed project, what you would like to do? Is that the right length? And where would the uh, bulkhead be positioned relative to the dune scarp? There's there's about a 15-foot dune scarp here. Right a- along the beach, of course. Explain to us what you what you'd like to do with the bulkheading material that you've uh, that you have on hand now.
2: So going back, actually to to Sandy, at the far north end of the island, there was a fully developed dune system that during Sandy got decimated. Okay, and the city actually started putting the steel bulkhead in. I think the first steel bulkhead went in in 2013, and it's behind the dune right? So you've got the dune system, you go behind the dune and you put the bulkhead in as really the last line of defense. We have um, since 2012 installed about over half a mile of steel bulkheading working our way south, again, behind the, the dune system or what was remains of the dune system. And so that's the same plan for this, where we stay well behind the dune system, okay, the last line of defense. Um, and you know, if the dune gets compromised or taken out in a storm, uh, you know that that bulkhead is the last line of defense. Which again calls into question some of the DEP's claims that we're damaging the dune and, and we're not touching the dune, right? We're putting this bulkhead in well behind the dune. Um, we hope the dune survives. We hope the dune grows. Um, but if, if it doesn't. We want a last line of defense, and that's what the steel bulkhead is.
0: So, I mean, just curious. I mean, there's got to be a breakdown somewhere in this relationship because what you're proposing to do sounds consistent with past practice. I mean, they've obviously permitted those previous installation of some 2,000 plus feet so far, haven't they?
2: <laughs> some sure. they have, some they haven't. <laughs> okay, now, now we're getting closer to. Yeah, you know, you some think- they have. Well, you know, and again, that's part of the frustration here. So they they have issued notices of violations to us on some of this bulkhead installation that they have then included in their uh, Army Corps project plan. So it's 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 bad mm-hmm. when we do it but it's okay for them to include it in their part in their project plan.
0: Huh. Now
2: can um, not we just get that? I mean,
0: Mayor, why isn't this just looking down the road coming up with a, with a, a package of, of response strategies uh, that are permitted and legally authorized? Uh, there's it. Why isn't that happening? Why isn't there a way to do it? Because as you said, some portion of the, of the bulkhead that you've installed so far has had the permission of the state as I understand it.
2: Yes. I mean, what's happening here? Why can't I, I don't I don't get it? It doesn't, you know. Believe me, I've scratched my head on this many, many times, and I think it comes down to something really, really simple. Um, state agencies, bureaucracies, don't admit mistakes, and they they're going to have to admit a mistake when once they start redesigning or going in a different direction from what they started ten years ago. Um. And they just absolutely refuse to admit that the project that, you know, somebody up there came up with this idea. And I don't know, maybe that person is still up there whispering in the commissioner's ear. I have no idea. But until they acknowledge officially, scientifically, that legally, we we can't do the project we've been working on for 10 years, um, this problem persists. And it's really, it really is just a bureaucratic problem. Um, And I, you know, I can't fix that. Right. I mean, that's that's that that can only be fixed probably by the governor of New Jersey, quite frankly, at this point, picking up the phone and calling the commissioner, of the DEP and saying, you know, this has gone on long enough. I'm ordering you to go in a new direction. <laughs> um, but you really just have this bureaucratic morass that just won't it won't move.
1: Surely North Wildwood is not the only uh, community, uh, even in, in southern New Jersey, on the southern uh, New Jersey shoreline. Uh, that is faced with these issues, do you uh, grab coffee or maybe something a little more fortified with your colleagues from neighboring towns and discuss what your strategies, you know, either competing or collaborative strategies are and how uh, what you're undertaking here with this lawsuit fits in with other uh, communities, coastal management responses?
2: That, that's the frustrating part. North Wildwood is literally the only town in the state of New Jersey that has a need for shore protection that the state of New Jersey is not actively working on a project for. Every other town in the state that has a need for shore protection is part of an Army Corps state hydraulic dredge project. And again, that goes back to this, you know, where this, where this problem began, right? If, if the NJDEP had simply made the wildwoods like every other municipality in the state, and we were a hydraulic dredge, we would be done. We, we would be fine. We would be in the system. But because they had to fix something that wasn't broken is why we are where we are today. Um, and so the hydraulic dredge program works. It's worked for 50 years. Um, I think they have shown that the cost benefit of it makes all the sense in the world. I mean, not just the property values, but the economic activity. Tourism is the first or second largest industry in the state of New Jersey. So it literally funds huge parts of the state government. So the cost benefit of hydraulic dredging works in New Jersey. This is a really localized issue of a bureaucracy that tried something new tried to fix something that wasn't broken. And this is where we are.
0: Mayor, really appreciate you taking us through this complex story. I think the experiences that you're working through and your community is facing are not unique around the American Shoreline. It's always great to touch base with the professionals who are on the front lines of these issues. So uh, I, I really appreciate you uh, walking us through this. And uh, last question mayor you've got a hearing on january 17th on the dep lawsuit against north wildwood any expectations or predictions about the outcome of the federal law of the state lawsuit and what you might expect on your countersuit
2: as unfortunate as this is i have uh, much higher confidence in an impartial judge being involved in all of this moving forward quite frankly than just dealing with the DEP. Um, our experience over 10 years with them has been uh, bad, to say the least. And so to some extent for us, for North Wildwood, getting this into the judiciary is a relief. Um, you know, having some impartial folks look at this and, uh, and raise questions and answer questions, hopefully, is, I'm hoping that it actually breaks up the logjam. Uh, because if the NJDEP does continue to lose some of these legal battles, they lost the first battle, right? They tried to get a judge to impose an injunction. He refused. So they've already lost the first legal battle. If they continue to lose legal battles, then the, um, the entire playbook, the entire situation is going to change. I, I have no doubt. So unfortunately, it, it, it is where we are. But quite frankly, for North Wildwood's sake, I think it's probably progress to be in front of the courts.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, it is the Honorable Patrick Rosanello. He is the mayor of North Wildwood, New Jersey, in Cape May County, New Jersey, one of the great coastal cities in America. Mayor, thank you very much for walking us through the complicated beach restoration and shoreline management issues that you're contending with. We wish you well, I think, as the American Shoreline Podcast. And we'll follow this on Coastal News today as well. Uh, that lawsuit and the resolution of those things uh, but we do wish you well these are important issues they need to be constructively dealt with and uh, uh spending money in the courts although sometimes needed uh that money can be is better spent on sand so we wish you well in getting to a resolution that works for you and for the state and our good friends at the
2: corps of engineers thank you it was really great being on here today Beaches excepted, and Thank you.